Unsurprisingly, the Nerd and Tie podcast is a part of the Nerd and Tie podcast network. From actual play to true crime to witchcraft, you can find tons of different shows at nerdandtie.com. Or join our Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. This episode of Nerd and Tie is sponsored in memory of Paul Holman. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Nerd and Tie, go to nerdandtie.com and click the Sponsor Our Shows link at the top of the page. On this Fortnite's edition of Nerd and Tie, we're looking at the best and worst of 2020, because believe it or not, there were best things. All that in the Vomit Hats Team Challenge on this year-ending edition of Ooh. Can't even get it straight that we're monthly yet. <laughs> and we've been doing it for how long now? More than a year. I think, I think is it two years that we've been monthly? Yep. Yup. Mm-hmm. Boy, I have no concept of how temporal mechanics works. I'm Nick Izumi. I'm Trey Dorn. I'm Gen Proc. And normally, Nick would have said nice descriptors about us, but he didn't, because I cut him off before he could try. I was about to say, you <laughs> cut me off before I even got the chance to. That's true. That's my fault. Hell of a way to end 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to quick talk about this episode's sponsor. Um, uh, longtime listener, core fans, uh has sponsored this episode in the name of, of Paul Holman. Uh, Paul the Herald Holman uh, was a longtime member of the Wisconsin convention scene, a longtime convention staffer, um, and he unfortunately passed away earlier this month uh, from cancer. And uh, Paul was, um, he worked with, with multiple cons, but he did, he was, No Brand Con, the convention that I helped co-found, he was our longest-running Equipment had he held that position for at least a decade, more than that, um, and he was probably one of the like he was always willing to like chip in and lend a hand, and he was kind of a ubiquitous figure here. When a lot of the conventions were starting up in this state, um, he helped out with their early years. Uh, he worked for a long time with World Nine Gaming. Um, he's just a a, a good guy. And uh, it's it's weird to lose him because part of me doesn't want to believe that when conventions start again, um, we're we're not going to run into him. And because I've just I've, I've been running into him at cons for twenty years, so um, yeah, this this episode is sponsored in the name of Paul Holman, and it's also dedicated to Paul Holman. Yeah, that this is still surreal for me because obviously we I, all of us worked with Paul at one point or another. Hell, he worked on the Nerd and Tie Expo. Yeah, he did. He was our so. equipment head. It's uh when 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 we ran the Nerd and Tie Expo in 2016, he was our head of equipment because when we were putting that event together, he was the first name on my list. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's just a. Uh, it sucks. It always does. Like, I know that doesn't make it better, but it yeah. always does suck. 
And now we have to figure out how to tonally shift into an episode where we're doing our annual year in review episode that we've been doing these since 2013. This is, yeah, we've been doing a lot of these. So we need, well, to, we need to get cheerful and happy. It's hard to be, to be fair. To be I think fair, a lot huh? of us are going to have trouble being cheerful because it is 2020 was a trying year for everyone and everything, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, no one's having an easy time finding something to be positive about, but that's going to be our goal today is to talk about the things that were good and bad. Yeah, in I was going to say, it's the way we format this show. There were good <laughs> things in 2020 is what I'm getting at, though. There were, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through all of our categories this year. Uh, we are skipping comics this year because none of us had any strong opinions about the comics out there this year, and that's just mm. sort of how it goes. Yep. Then yep. nothing. So we nope. dropped the category this year rather than just arbitrarily, like going, oh yeah, that one didn't suck, or that one was. Slightly worse than average. Or that one had Batman's uncensored penis. You know, the, the usual. Yeah, but that mm. wasn't this year. <laughs> what a wild ride. But yes, we're going to try to look at the good, the bad, and whatever made up the media landscape in 2020. So let's talk about the thing... The thing that normally we gather around uh, and weren't able to for the most part because of COVID, and that was, of course, movies. We normally talk about movies a lot on this show. A lot. I don't think it's unfair to say all of us like movies quite a bit. Yes, this is true. Un unfortunately, um, of course, with a global pandemic, opening movie theaters was a not a safe thing to do. What? No, really? Yeah, it was a, this was in fact a kind of stupid thing to do, I might say. Yeah, yeah. And they were um, open way more than they should have been. Uh, completely agreed. Um, I spent a disproportionate amount of my time on Twitter um, making fun of the Fate Stay Night official um, Twitter account for opening a movie during a pandemic. That was mm -hmm. stupid. Anaplex, that was stupid. But there were, but I want to know if any good movies stuck out to you as really good. Well, one, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Complete your sentence. Oh, no, I was going to say one does come time for me, and it was one of the only movies I saw in theaters this year, but it made me incredibly happy. Um, That was Birds of Prey. That's exactly I, the film I was going to say first. I, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, there. no, I didn't mean to. St I'm glad I didn't steal yours. I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't interrupt you to say the exact same thing you were trying to say. Well, like it was such a fun movie, though. I, uh, the after Shazam, the DC movie, well, even arguably Aquaman, like the DC movies started uh, getting really just goofy, fun, and very director-driven, and wow just a DC movie that relied on characters 
and brutal action sequences instead of not particularly good CG was such a welcome change of pace. Margot Robbie is such a blessing in the role of Harley Quinn. She was so funny. And, uh, yeah, like, my when your biggest issues with the movie is the title's kind of inaccurate because it's mostly just a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. my biggest problem with it. Yeah, it's 100%. That's 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 my pick and like it's I mean true it just didn't have a whole lot of competition. Like we had limited films this year. Um like I enjoyed the really I enjoyed Hamilton. Um does that count? Um like, I feel like that counts. Yeah, I mean I enjoyed it. Um like and you know, it's and I've seen Wonder Woman 1984. Um I signed up for HBO Max. I was planning on doing it anyways so my wife could watch the second season of His Dark Materials. So uh, I signed up for HBO Max. And uh, it was... Wonder Woman 1984 I liked, but I think Har- I think Birds of... I like Birds of Prey more. It's... Wonder Woman 1984, without spoilers, is... Um, and you're going to see... There, there are two opinions on the internet, and both of them are wrong. Um, the two opinions on the internet is that this movie is awful and the worst thing ever, and then the other opinion of the movie is, this is a piece of art, this is beautiful and wonderful and perfect, and neither of these is correct. Um, it is a good movie. It is not as good as Wonder Woman 2017, in my opinion. Um, I mostly heard that it was fun, but a mess. It's fun, it's... It's that's the '80s, man. Fun but a mess. Um, uh, Pedro Pascal's performance is great. Kristen Wiig's performance is great. Gal Gadot remains really great. And you I have know, a sneaking suspicion Pedro Pascal's going to come back in this podcast. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I don't know if suspicion. he can. I don't know if he can. <laughs> Because the other category, I only ca- other category I can think of is new TV shows, mm. not ones that had their first season the previous year. But all right, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's the not because that's <laughs> that's how we avoid giving the same show an award every year. <laughs> um. So, yeah, no, it's uh. The worst can be the same thing every year, um, <laughs> but the but the best for that category has to be new. Okay. Um, well, that's fair. But uh, yeah, no, it's I I think I think Birds of Prey was a more solid film. I I might have had a little bit more fun during Wonder Woman, but I think Birds of Prey is a better movie. I also just one other thing I want to say about Birds of Prey is that like um, Patrick H. Willems a couple weeks back, a YouTuber who I know a couple of us are really fond of, did a video about the goods and bads of R-rated superhero movies. And I feel like Birds of Prey justified its R rating. Like there are some times where I'm like, okay, this is just gratuitous, but like Birds of Prey, Deadpool, Logan, these were all movies that I'm happy for R rating. I don't know if Birds of Prey really needed its R rating. I mean, I'm not bothered that it had one, but I think I don't think you would have lost 
anything. But that's just my opinion. There's some practical stunts that I liked. Yeah. I liked the way that they were, but yeah, no, I get it. It's, you know, I will say that, like, I, I really, I really like Birds of Prey. I hate their treatment of Victor Saz. <laughs> I have, I hate, like, turning him into a hitman. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. He's, like, he's supposed to be a serial killer genius, like, manipulator. He doesn't work for other people. I mean, maybe at some point in the comics someone did that in a later story, but in his original Inception and in, you know, Shadow of the Bat, issues one through four, <laughs> like, I'm just going to go... I mean, it's his introductory story, and it had such it's an impact fair. on me as a kid, you know, reading those books that, like, it's... I I just get... I don't hate... Like, if you gave that character any other name, it wouldn't bother me, which is why I don't hold it against the movie. Like, it's still, like, my... I still love the movie, and it's still my pick for best movie of the year, but it still bugs me. Gen, you've been quiet. What are your thoughts? My thoughts is I haven't seen that one, and I'm a little tired from running errands all day. Okay. okay. My favorite movie this year was Sonic. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, no, it's because even though, you know, clearly Nick and I are going to outvote you, it's important to know what your choice is. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. going to outvote me just because I haven't seen it. Like, I, technically. Well, I, see, I it's okay. I haven't Sonic, seen Sonic. We I didn't see Sonic. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 can I, I would really love to hear your take because I haven't heard. I, I haven't really heard many thoughts on Sonic from from people who I tend to agree with on movies, so... Oh. I enjoyed... I enjoyed it because... To me, the Sonic franchise always has a delightful air of ridiculousness. What, because he's a hedgehog that's blue that runs on two feet and loves chili dogs? Right? Um... And so, like, all the, I don't know, it's just fucking enjoyable, and <laughs> my brain doesn't work right now. You're fine. My, my, <laughs> We're my professional podcasters, folks. Folks, you came to us for media re- reviews and analysis. My, my, my honest-to-God only take on it was that I, I, I didn't think the character design from the first trailer was that bad. I, I, I'm getting... I'm, I'm gonna get hate mail for that. I <laughs> did not like the the first design. I, I liked the redesign better. I guess the my... first one was more, like, creepy looking. Yeah, it was creepy. The second one is definitely more attuned to the actual, like, the character the cartoon model, yeah. and therefore a bit more likable. The second one looked like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that the second one wasn't better, because it is. Yeah. I just wasn't that, uh... Yeah. No, the I first one the was, like, the first, the first fursuit someone made. You know? Yeah. Where it's okay with the second <laughs> one. You know, they've been working on it a little bit more. They got more experience. They do it a little bit better, a little better quality. All right. So since I'm I'm ta- I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm calling the vote on this one. 
that we're giving Birds of Prey the best of with Sonic as a runner-up. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Because that feels I'm appropriate because of the running. We need to do the worst. All right. I th- <laughs> the problem is so like the problem is is that like normally, normally in a summer, I go and see like a ton of movies. A ton of movies because I I go to the the I would go I would go to the theater every weekend, and see one to two movies. And so usually I've got like this wide breadth of like films under my belt. Because I didn't go to the drive-in this summer, even though it was open, because, um, frankly, uh, I didn't want to deal with the concession stands or the bathrooms in a pandemic. Um, And so I I didn't go. Um, So, like, I haven't seen a lot of stuff. Like, out of the, even out of the few things that came out, because if, like, if it was something, like, that I would have to pay for on demand for, you know... I wasn't going to unless it was like really important. Like I, I didn't see Birds of Prey in theaters. I, I paid for that on demand. You know, um, because I missed the window. <laughs> um. But like, I guess my nomination then comes more from the spirit of the whole thing, which is New Mutants. Um, where New Mutants having its likely contractually required theatrical debut. And I'm I'm with you. Sorry. So I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. So this is not actually a judgment on the quality of the film, but the fact is that this film got so delayed, so so delayed that it this I can't remember. I think the original release date was supposed to be 2018. Yeah. Like and they couldn't do reshoots because all the actors aged too much. Oh no. Um so it was supposed to have reshoots and then they never got around to doing reshoots and then like all the actors got too old to do reshoots. <laughs> um and then the fact that it went into theaters and is the last hurrah for the uh the Fox X Men continuity. I'm agreeing with you mainly because we honest to God thought Dark Phoenix was the fart that the Fox X-Men movies were going to end on. And then it had one last wet one before it could, you know, flush. You know, and the, the, funny, was... the funny thing is I might actually end up enjoying this movie. It's like, I might like it when I see it. I don't know. But the way it was handled was such a disaster that, you know? Well, that... That's fair. I'm just oof. All I'm saying is my favorite thing was that uh so I watch a lot of shows on the CW and any show my wife and I were watching on the CW um like half this year you'd get this ads where this stream of Riverdale is presented by New Mutants coming to theaters April whatever. <laughs> and it was hilarious for multiple reasons. First off, we were never watching Riverdale when this ad came on. <laughs> We weren't. We we didn't watch that season of Riverdale while it was airing. We 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 did eventually watch it on Netflix uh, when it hit that, but we didn't. We weren't watch. We were never watching Riverdale when that came up. Secondly, it was all after New Mutants was canceled in its release that we saw this ad. But <laughs> the CW never pulled it. They just let it keep running. 
Oh my gosh. For months, it was like it was still showing up on the app in like May, which made it even more ridiculous because the theoretical release date advertised in it was in the past. <laughs> amazing. Everything you're saying. Whoever is in charge of queuing up ads at the CW, get your shit together. So that's that's my vote for worst movie. Uh, I'll back that one up. Ken, have any opinions or thoughts? Mm, not really, because I don't watch things I pretty like. I, I only watch things either. I think I'll like. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's so like I have a real problem with like worst of category for like anything. I'm just like yeah. I don't if I don't think I'm gonna like it, I'm not gonna interact with it. Yeah. I mean, I could rip on Enola Holmes for the historical inaccuracies, but but overall, like I enjoyed that movie. Nitpicking. Yeah. And that was like fine. Yeah, Enola Holmes was fun. It was. Yeah. It was like, very fun. It was better than Bright. Which yeah. is my bare minimum for whether or not I'll enjoy a Netflix movie. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I don't really, I mean, sure. <laughs> sure, that one is a bad. <laughs> I have a deep love for Bright. It is thoroughly flawed and very wrong in many ways, but I love it. But I, I acknowledge that it's bad. I think it's weird that, like, every time I try to look at who wrote that movie, all I can see are just, like, symbols. Like, it just it just blank, blanks out of my mind. It's like that Superman book I really like. I just can't read the author's name. I don't know why. Oh, there's so many people who aren't going to understand your joke. All right. Uh... Um, you know, I heard that Jonathan Landis had a kid. I don't know if that's true or not, though. Um, God, I bet if he did, he's a terrible person who accidentally <laughs> wrote some good things. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. It's there, really too I bad because I like that joke. Dirk Gently TV series, too. I really liked that show. Yeah. I liked that. I liked his that Superman book. Man. All right. So, speaking of television shows, again. Yeah. TV shows were. Very popular this year. Um, <laughs> I watched a lot of them. It was only because we were, we were all at home, and they came straight to us for us to watch. And, yeah. I, okay, so, I'm going to mention it, even though I can't put it as the winner, because it technically came out last year. Yes, The Witcher, fantastic, good can't wait for more super super amazing good can't put it in the running for this year i oh, wish i could i watched the first episode of it and i just couldn't really get into it that's totally cool i'm, I'm still i'm gonna give it another shot it's i keep meaning to i just have to get around to do i'm finishing off like a different i'm finishing off mr robot right now so i don't that's wanna, totally fine it's probably um, sliding to the rotation so my vote for best TV show for this year is Queen's Gambit. I heard that's good. I haven't watched it yet. It is so good. I also haven't watched Queen's Gambit yet, but Ugh. 
So, so no. So my my first vote is Star Trek Lower Decks. Ooh. <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks is amazing. It is uh you know, it's it's an animated series set in the Star Trek universe um after Voyager before the destruction of Romulus at that point in the timeline, but it's it is canon. It is ridiculous. It takes every stupid thing that's ever happened in Star Trek and just that normally gets played straight and like literally just points at it, like how ridiculous the entire scenario is. And again, it's fully canon. And you know, it it's funny. It's genuinely funny. It, I I my my only reservation with Lower Decks is that like most Star Treks, its first two episodes were a little iffy for me. And then episode three onwards, it was solid gold. Like, it was just consistently made me laugh. Yeah, it's... I feel bad. I need to watch Queen's Gambit, though. <laughs> I know. I need to watch Queen's Gambit also. Um, I feel we're... I think we're going to give that one a runner-up no matter what we consider, just because I feel like... I feel bad denying it, considering how many people have said it's good. Um, like, you know, here's the thing about Lower Decks, though, is that, like... Two we we got two new Star Trek shows this year. We got both Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Lower Decks. And I like Lower Decks more than I like Picard, and I loved Picard. Picard was also really good. It was very good. It, I also enjoyed that. And I hope our listeners noticed the running theme of Trey and Nick watching things <laughs> similarly. Crap. And then Gen watching the <laughs> stuff that neither of those two watches and so thusly keeps consistently getting outvoted just because i'm the odd duck out i'm sorry i did not do this on purpose (laughs) well if nick came up with a third thing then we could all just disagree um no uh it's true uh well let's see did wait did i I'm trying to think. I might have seen something that I'm just not thinking of that I was well, like, oh, that was really good. No, it's... Screw both you guys. Clearly, we're going to give the award to Tiger King. I'm kidding. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to real quick move on to worst. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, so so we should we should come up with our solution for best. Um, God. I can pick Lower Decks. That's fine. I feel bad it's, though because we just did that on movies. It's it's a funny coincidence. Okay, low. Especially if it keeps happening. All right, so Nick, are you good on lower <laughs> decks? A bit. Or do you disagree with me, Nick? Um, I can't. I'm like looking at things that came out this year, and I'm not re- actually finding anything where I'm like, screw you, I like. A weird Netflix thing no one else watched, so I'm gonna have to go with Lower Decks. Fuck. Yeah, I mean we could argue about Bridgerton. I haven't watched that yet either. Is that good? Is Bridgerton? I'm enjoying good? it. I'm enjoying it. I'm oh, like, wait, I'm no, actually, no. I do have an answer. Screw both of you. The Crown, the Crown on Hulu. Crown's That's not new. Book. Crown's not new though. It's not. No, no. it's so like come out? four seasons in. Okay, that wasn't the one I'm thinking of then. The Great. That's what I was thinking of. The great. Oh, The Great. But first royal... off, that's on Hulu. That was my second. I Ooh, got the my great. royalty Ooh, mixed up. The Great. Ooh, give me a... The Great the came great out this year? Hulu. 
Did that come out? I swear to God that came it out. Did. This it did. It did. That show's amazing. It's that, really yeah, good. It, it was great. It's It was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I, like, I will agree I with like that. Heck yeah. dramas, and I like... I'm changing my vote to the great. Yeah. Also, like, freaking... Um, uh, Ellie Fanning's performance amazing. was phenomenal. So oh, yeah. And Nicholas Holt was so hateable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, no. was, it was amazing. Delightful. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, so we all agreed on one. Yeah, we did. Amazing. They're great. Yeah. It's great. And to think, this all happened just because I wanted to yell, screw you, at my co host. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> all right. So, we got to do the worst. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well. Are you ready for mine? Here it is. Okay. Frickin' Tiger King. Because everyone in it is terrible. See, I'm. I got something way better. Mm-hmm. The last episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> a a a show ending so spectacularly that we're, you know, two months later there are still updates happening in the supernatural fandom because more shit keeps happening Jesus. the supernatural so from the way they canon destiel and then fucked it up pardon yep. my language i'll click the explicit flag on this one um yep. that's a double sorry to uh to the uh the way they handled the actual finale with the rusty nail um, I'm trying to avoid the spoilers, but fans know what I'm talking about. Uh, to Sam's terrible old age wig. <laughs> Straight out of a spirit Halloween. To, uh, the, the bargain bin. The lack of, uh, to the, the fact that many of the, the, the prior actors were not asked to come back for that finale, even before the pandemic. It's just to the writer who went out on Twitter and made things so much stranger. I can't. I'm not even gonna. Go, okay. Um, well, he said he was straight, but he'd had boyfriends. Um, and ref- it's. I'm just to the brilliance of the Spanish dub. Making Destiel way better, where now the only official canon most of us recognize is the Spanish language dub. I'm just. I don't know if I can beat that. <laughs> I don't think you can. I <sighs> I have something that I I'm going to admit it technically can't count because the vast majority of the show aired in 2019 but the last three episodes of the first season aired in 2020 and we didn't mention it last year so i want to give it a shout out for being stupid that is my new favorite hate watch evil what evil 
The show is called Evil. It's, it was, uh, I believe it aired on CBS. Um, yes, it aired on CBS. It is a show called Evil. It is a show that if, that is right up your alley, if you are a very conservative Catholic who hates psychologists, you will love Evil. Um, in it, what? the guy who plays Luke Cage teams up with a psychologist, Luke Cage is a priest, I forgot to mention that, to investigate whether or not- He's studying to be a priest, thank you very much, according to Wikipedia. I've never seen the show, I'm fascinated. Asif Manvi's in it? He's- Yes, Asif Monvi's in it as um as the token atheist, um. The the token atheist from a from a Muslim background because we need to play this up because this is evil, um, and uh they investigate whether or not um like demons exist. In the meantime, the female lead has, like, five children at home, and for some reason, every episode director for every episode of the show decided every time these little girls are on screen, they should all scream over each other at once, and just all talk at once and be as obnoxious as possible in every scene that they're in. Um, there is a demon... Uh, who is the most cartoon-looking demon you have ever seen? Um, I let's see. I might send. If nothing else, I will send you guys the pictures, and maybe we can post it on the page because this demon is just amazing. This show became my my big hate watch for a while. It's so stupid. Every time I think it can't get more stupid, it will. It'll be like, okay, this is evil. This is a show where like the litmus test of if you uh if you're evil you can't touch a rosary actually works or demon babies happen and i'm like okay this is silly and stupid what's next oh this arg iphone game shows you actual ghosts okay that's dumb what's next internet memes make kids suicidal and sing a lot okay that's dumb but it can't possibly get dumber. Oh, remember that Leland guy? There's a scene of him ta- giving therapy notes to a to a demon who is his therapist, and by demon I mean large goat man with like goat legs and goat face, like full on demon demon. Wait, is the demon named George? The the demon's name is the demon. Okay. They don't name him. He's okay. just on screen. I don't know. Like, it's I need to watch this now because <laughs> I have CBS All, All Access and Rockney S. O'Bannon's one of the executive producers. I, I... You know who Rockney S. O'Bannon is, right? I do not know. Um, you might have heard... You might have heard of some of the other shows he created. Like... Sequest, Defiance, Alien Nation, and Farscape. Oh my god. Uh, I don't... Okay. Um, hmm. He also was an executive producer and writer on Constantine. Oh, that's so strange. 
here, I sent you, it, it's with words over it, but this is an actual screenshot from Evil that I sent you guys just now in our chat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to share this, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> that just screams production quality. This is Evil. This is evil. It's a show about... Oh, also, sometimes the, the like, title card of the show, you know, where it shows that the name of the show is evil, uh, doesn't happen until, like, 20 minutes into the hour-long show. Yeah, oh Alias used to do that all the time. You're, you're almost at the halfway point, and then it's like, oh, by the way, evil! So, I... I, guys, I've been bottling up this need to talk about evil for a while now. I can tell. I'm still voting for the Supernatural finale. <laughs> I can't beat it. I just needed to talk about evil. Okay. <laughs> so we need votes. Oh. I'm voting for Supernatural. Because it was 15 years built up to that? Yeah, I can get behind that. Tetanus. That's I mean, Tiger boys. King is bad, but it's mainly like <laughs> the people in it that were bad. Oh, Nick. I mean, you still watched it, like. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed. I, I, Tiger King was full of awful people, except for that one. Um. The, that one person who is presented as the incorrect gender in the series. Hmm. But uh, I can't remember if they use they or he pronouns in real life. I think it might be he. But either way, um, that's that's why it's like Tiger King is full of bad people, but so is Supernatural. <laughs> it's just that some of them are the writers. Heyo! Heyo! <laughs> All right. So I think Supernatural takes the clear win there for the worst yeah. TV series moment. Um. Nick, bring us to the next category. All right. I <laughs> I got to get that evil out of my system. So, um, thing from Japan, the, the category that I always seem to lord over. We usually talk about anime and stuff because that's a lot of what we look at. But this opens up doors for other weird stuff. But we're talking about anime again. This was another unusually strong year for anime, though. Like, frustratingly so. And to all of you listeners at home, I'm not just going to list off a bunch of franchises you already know I care about. So, yeah. Uh, without talking about uh, those series that I'm just going to assume you already are filling in the blanks with, um, acute, why don't you just, like, write them in the Discord? Because we already know what they would be. Um, <laughs> now, now, uh, in the Discord, she's Gary. I, that's, that's fair. That's mm -hmm. fair. Um, we, uh, but this was a, uh, year of some really zany, weird stuff, like Aparade Ranman, um, which is basically Wacky Racers meets Briscoe County Jr., Yes, it's just as awesome as it sounds. Uh, Decadence, which is so um, blatantly anti-capitalist, I kind of can't believe that it happened. Um, 
the hype was entirely real for the U.S. release of the Trigger movie Promare, which, while it came out in Japan last year, it came out in the U.S. this year, and the hype was real. But for me, despite all these other good... Oh, yeah, also, before I move on to my actual winner, I gotta give a shout-out to my next life as a villainess, which was the um, bisexual, polyamorous... uh, um, wish fulfillment anime that I didn't know I needed, but I absolutely needed. Um, no. Um, despite all that, just like the year Devil Man Crybaby came out, I once again am left uh, putting everything else to the side because of something Masayuki Yuasa did back in January. Um, Keep Your Hands Off Azoken is nothing short of art. It is a beautiful little series about three high school girls who form a film production club specifically to produce new anime. And it is a beautiful, heartfelt, well-animated, awesomely acted, perfectly made love letter to the creative process. I can't recommend it enough. What's also, the name of that like, again? Keep your hands off Azoken. Which how do you spell that? Uh, e-I. E-I. Go ahead again. Oh, E I Z O K E N, I believe. Might be uh Z O U K E N. But yeah, it it translates literally to keep your hands off the film club. So I don't know why they left one word untranslated like that. That's to make sure you knew it was anime. I, I guess. Um, it's really good. The art style is super, super unique. Um, for anyone who's sick of... Um, for, for example, another anime I liked a couple years back, and I mentioned in a video I made recently, Shirobako is a really good anime about the creative process and how uh, professional anime gets made, but they re- still made sure all of the character designs really catered to that moe um, fandom demographic. That's not here in Azoken. Um, two-thirds of these girls look like gremlins, and I love them for it. Um, they're... I just... Everything about the show has its heart in the right place, and it doesn't fall back on fan service. It falls back on what makes you love animation in the first place. Uh, I know, big shock, I really like Masayuki Yuasa, but uh, yeah, I really like Masayuki Yuasa. I haven't gotten a chance to watch Ride Your Wave yet, but I hope that's good too. I have no thoughts. The most anime I watched this year was Rewatching Cowboy Bebop. Because <laughs> my wife had never seen it. Oh, that's always a good choice, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Gan? Um. Well, the anime uh, release of Dora Hedoro came out. Ooh. And I love Dora Hedoro. Um, <laughs> um, it's a bit of a horror theme 
So if you're not into um, gore, then it's not for you. Yeah, I heard it was really graphic. I haven't gotten around to that one yet. Super graphic. Um, I went and read um, the manga before I watched the anime so I could compare. And yeah, it's it's very graphic. <laughs> but if, you, if you're okay with that kind of stuff like I am, um, it's super good. The overarching um, plot is such a just mind-bending mystery with so many beautiful twists and turns it's just oh love it it's so good no i heard that was really good Mm -hmm. netflix got some uh, that was the other big one netflix grabbed i forgot to mention was bna brand new animal yes studio trigger did that was really fun i did a video about that one too you did it was that show made me think about stuff. <laughs> but hmm. All right. Um So what are we what are we picking for the best thing? Hmm. I will let do, you two fight. Oh. Do we want to split the difference and just say BNA? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I haven't I haven't seen it. Um oh, okay. I mean I would I mean, I went with Dorohedoro mainly because it's one of the few anime from this year that I watched. That's fair. Like, I freaking watched, like, 1980s Eat Man this year. Like, <laughs> this is a good year for catching up with the classics. I. Yeah. As and we're and we also this... did a rewatch of Bebop. So it's like. <laughs> um. As we're recording this, or not, like, literally as we're recording this, but, like, in my spare time, I've been re-watching that 70s robot franchise that I said I wouldn't mention. <laughs> but the first one, the original one from yep. 1979, you know, the one I don't shut up about. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have no idea. We cannot no, guess. No one could guess. No one could God guess. Goddamn. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Ah, rats. Because Azo... I just... I love Azoken so much. I've heard, like, amazing... I've heard that Azoken is super, super good. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. And the same about Promare. If there's anything that I know you will love, Gen, you will love Azoken. Like, Probably. Probably. I mean, I love... calling it now. I I love Nozaki-kun, so... Yeah, it's and that seems it seems to be a bit similar vibe. Yeah, um it's it's less uh it it's not as directly making fun of tropes as Nozaki kun. It's less <laughs> meta and more um uh just the creative process in all of its foibles. But Excellent. Yeah. yeah, no, let's let's go with that one. I'm I'm totally cool with that. Just because I know Dorohedoro is pretty niche. <laughs> I'm I, also the show gets bonus points because the main character is basically a like gremlin gen. If I'm gonna be perfectly honest, like yeah, if, okay, now I have to see this. Like a genlin, if you would. Like it's very, 
A gemlin. I want fan art of gemlins. <laughs> what is? I want yes. She Asakusa is hella you. Like in a <laughs> like I mean that in like the best way possible. Like I love this character so much. Yes, good. Okay. Azokens are winner. Heck yes, because it has me in it. Okay. <laughs> What's the worst thing? I I had to think about this one because again this was a really strong year for like anime and stuff and disappointingly the one one mo- uh, actually working robot from seventies robot franchise that I said I wouldn't mention no wasn't... one said you couldn't mention it by the way this is I a self this is a self imposed rule yeah <laughs> okay and much you can to... say the g word we can't well we can't call the the one one actually moving Gundam the worst thing in Japan because while it is kind of hokey it won two Guinness World Records last week so like it, it and no one died as a result of it so not like, yet uh, well if no one died it's not doing its job <laughs> it's a Gundam hey no it's not an Ava space Nazis that thing lives to, that thing was created to end space Nazis no, the worst thing from Japan is something that I think is funny. Because, as you guys know, because we got so deeply embroiled in the Vic Mignogna skullduggery, Funimation took a lot of shit for things that it really didn't deserve for the most part. But there's something that involved Funimation that I think is hilarious. Back in January, they licensed a series called Interspecies Reviewers and put it on their streaming service. Funimation did not know when they bought this license that the show was basically porn. Oh, oh no. <laughs> they subtitled two episodes of it. Two whole episodes got subtitled and put on their streaming service before they were like, we don't want this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And to give you an idea of how explicit this show got, um, some of it's like, some of the stations in Japan that were syndicating it also decided they didn't want to run it anymore. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, I just find this so funny. Two weeks. It was up for two weeks, and then they were like, I think this might be pornography. <laughs> so that's the thing that happened. That's amazing. Um, yeah, let's... Yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> wow, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to top that one. That interspecies reviewers? Uh, yeah, interspecies reviewers. Um, that sounds it's... like, that just sounds like a weird YouTube channel. <laughs> yep. like, that, sounds, that sounds like a furry version of the Nostalgia Critic. If you look up, like, uh, it, it, like the, the first picture that comes up, if you pull it up on Wikipedia, like, I cannot imagine looking at this and thinking, this might not be porn. Like, 
Like, this is absolutely... Wow. All right. We need to get to our next category. Let's move yep. on. Again, take us away. Let's go to video games. <laughs> you like them, I like them, we all like them. And my favorite video game for this year was Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I think I've played yeah. it almost every day. <laughs> I I I have not played it, but that was by default going to be uh my uh, my suggestion just considering how culturally important it has been this year. Yes. I mean I also enjoyed the hell out of Animal Crossing New Horizons and played it quite frequently. Like, the video games I've played the most this year have been playing, like, old DOS games from the 90s. And then, uh, like, my brother and I played, like, a couple hours of Gorillas, uh, Gorilla.BAS, um, <laughs> over, over Christmas. And I, um... So so I'm voting for Animal Crossing Horizons, but I'm going to tell the story. So uh, some some members of my family were quarantined for a couple of weeks so we could get together at Christmas. And um, I brought my Raspberry Pi 400, um, which is a computer in a keyboard, with DOSBox, QBasic, and Gorilla.BAS to my parents' house. Because my brother and I used to play that game as kids. Because, like, um, while we had, like, at the time a modern Pentium computer in the 90s in the dining room, in our bedroom we shared, I had a 386 that was ancient, but it was uh, operable. And one of the few games we had on it was Gorillas. And my brother and I, at night, when we were like, you know, when we were kids, used to sit up and, and play it like hours after my parents thought we went to bed. And we would just, it's, it's a standard artillery game where you like, you put in the angle and velocity, except you're throwing exploding bananas at each other. And... Uh, <laughs> It's real simple graphics. It's you know, it's a game that was literally written in 1990. Um, but so we used to do that for hours as kids, and so I brought that. And so my brother and I hooked it up to my dad's like 60 inch TV <laughs> in the family room, and awesome. had the it's keyboard awesome. sitting next to the TV, and we're going back and forth and playing just round after round of this game, and like just neither of us sitting down, just pacing the family room as the other one took their <laughs> shot. Um, oh, the big screen TV. So while Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, is my pick for game for for best video game of the year, the, the, it it still can't top my favorite video gaming experience of 2020, which was that. Mm -hmm. I do want to confess that uh, I did not. I don't know about you guys. I never played Among Us this year. And I feel like I missed out on an important experience of 2020. Well, I didn't either, but it didn't come out this year. It just got popular this year. Okay, yeah. that's that's fair. Then I then I have no reservations about Animal Crossing because I enjoyed the hell out of that game. It yeah, was fun. and as an extreme introvert, Among Us is not my favorite kind of gameplay. You don't want more stressful version of Werewolf, Ken? No, thank you, no. I think it might be <laughs> fun to play with friends. I wouldn't want to play with strangers. Yeah. That's fair. That's super legit. I, th I think we all kind of arrived at the, the best pretty quickly. 
And I want to um make I just want to make a note of um video game related um technically released this year also kind of pertains to um from Japan cuz that's where it is right now um Super Nintendo World has been completed um which is the real life theme park oh too bad it's the pandemic yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part. it's in japan there's a pandemic but it just i just want to make a note that that's a thing that's really cool um happened this year hopefully in the future yeah but yeah that's a thing we we need to come up with the worst video game though um I know who treated their staff the worst, if that counts for anything. Man, I I Can I just say Cyberpunk? I was going to say the same damn thing. Like that it got overhyped, it got rushed, it got like like everything nearly everything bad that could happen to a production of a game happened like CD Projekt Red <sighs> made their staff work like 80 hour weeks for this thing yeah yeah it was ridiculous it released full of bugs um some of which were absolutely hilarious and then like everybody decided to take it back and like try to rework like yeah. it's a mess and it sucks because like it it looks really cool like the story's pretty cool like because like it's a great concept it's just like things just fell apart poor keanu having his name attached yeah i mean to be fair he's supposed to be really good in it Oh, he well, is. I mean, I believe it. So he Cyberpunk is. 2077, I think the, the problems come into the release of it and the bugs. Yeah. And just the bug city. And that's the problem. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the core gameplay mechanic might not be all right if when the game's working. The problem is mm -hmm. the game's not working. And yeah. also, and actually I think the bigger problem is also like the last gen console versions that no one got to see before the game came out. And so they sold the... the the you know the Xbox One and PS4 versions on a lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that too. Yeah, it's it's way more than the game itself. It's a lot of things surrounding the game. It's a whole messy, ugly thing. Mm -hmm. Not a good look for I mean, anybody. I I I hope it gets fixed because it still looks really cool. And it's not like impossible I'm... for them to to fix it per se. Yeah, it's just like like I and I can't even say like if you need more time, take more time cuz they did already. Like they 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 already said like 
hey, we need more time. And then they went and released it anyways, and it's just bleh, 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 bleh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my vote. <laughs> In short. 100% with you. Cool. I'm there, too, which means we can... Excellent. Which means we can move into our final category. <laughs> the... Beans! So, conventions! <laughs> you eat them? Conventions! On oh. the convention <laughs> podcast. And... <laughs> So what a year! What a year! So we usually have a category. So the category of conventions are uh, for our best of. Usually the rule is what's the best con we went to that none of us were working for. That's not hard well. this year. Um, and then our worst is just the worst convention overall, whether we were there or not. Uh, so problem is. Conventions didn't really happen after February. Mm. Are, are, are we counting the Nerd and Tie Retreat? <laughs> <laughs> or as we called it, Tracon. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I called the Facebook group. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> Tracon doesn't count. Yeah, we didn't have any vendors at Tracon. There were no vendors at Tracon. There was no panel programming. That you didn't tell there me. Was, there was there was tabletop gaming, and um, and but we watched a bunch of H Bomber guys video. Oh, and we watched that. Uh, we watched Alita. Uh, yeah, so, so so for those who don't yeah, understand, so we had a viewing room and a gaming. Yeah, I I <laughs> turned gaming. forty this year. I turned <laughs> forty this year. Good. I turned forty this year, so we rented a cabin earlier in the year when the numbers were lower, um, and we we all were safe. For before we went there, and mm. uh, we uh, rec we recorded a podcast that's going to start coming out um, in the next couple months. I am so excited for y'all to hear this podcast. Called the it was Grinder. so much fun. But it doesn't count because it wasn't a convention. Nope. Even if I called it Tracon. So I, the only convention I went to in all of 2020 was Evercon back in January in Wausau. Same. I went to one more than you guys. Oh my gosh. Did you go to Amkey? No, I went to... I don't even remember what the name of it was now. <laughs> there was this... It was like... It was a one-day con in... Uh, in... Uh, I don't know. It was out of state. I'm just writing uh, Evercon down right now. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Evercon is obviously the only winner. I went to a one-day con with some friends of mine... My both my spouse and um two of my best friends had uh. Do you know what city a, it was in? I don't. Ah, crap, I, Do you know what state? I don't even remember what state it was what? out of. Was yeah, I don't. It was anime. Was it just a fever dream? No, it was. It couldn't have been a fever dream because I got an autograph from their one guest because it was the lady who played a um. Kauru and Roroni Kenshin and Meryl and Trigun. She was there. I got her autograph. Like it is on my shelf. I am now one signature away from having all of the Trigun cast. This is... Ooh. So that was Dorothy Elias Fawn? Yeah. Alright, let's... She was at a con. I don't remember what it was. This is let's loot this out. Alright, so oh let's... God. See, all right. I actually, I even, 
I debuted a new cosplay at this con. <laughs> Would we find it on your Facebook page? That's what I'm actually checking as we're talking right now. Let us keep talking because it... No, I need to find out what con this was. Alright, I'm going to check Anime News Network. Anime Recharge. It was Anime Recharge. Anime I, Recharge? Uh, Where is Anime Recharge? It is a... Well, I remember it's a one-day con. Here's a... Des Moines? Yes. Yeah. It was at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. That's it. How did you... How did you forget you were in Iowa? <laughs> I, I was not a memorable place, my dude. Like, I'll give it this. It was... It it required... I don't know. Why it were you at a one-day con in Iowa? Was Stacy um, vending? Uh, no. <clears throat> Stacy was not vending. <clears throat> my... But, uh... My spouse got into the artist alley there, and so did, like I said, two of my best friends who have a new vendor booth, and it was their first con vending. So, yeah. <clears throat> oh. So I went to Anime Recharge. Not what really a terrible year to start a, to start a company vending at cons. Yeah, that was really unfortunate. I feel, who who was it? Uh, Cozy Companion Crafts. Um, they're relatively new. They do needle felting. Okay. Um, and I highly recommend checking out their stuff because it's super cute. Um, and like, if you uh, if you ever thought to yourself, man, needle felting is neat, but like, I wish I could find some like characters from like uh, Demon Slayer, Fate, or Pokemon needle felted. Well, guess what? Um, Cozy Companion Crafts might have your back. So. <clears throat> what a ter very unfortunate year to start a company doing this. I know, right? Oh. Uh, that was, we were, to be fair, like, we got the, we all got accepted kind of well before we knew I can't say it was before we knew about coronavirus in general, but it was before, like... Before it hit the Midwest? Before it hit the Midwest, and well before we knew, like, what the ramifications would be. So, oh, yeah. That stuff looks really cute. That oh, yeah. man looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but most of this is great. Yeah, I really, I really like them. Yeah, the, uh, no, that's really cute things. But yeah, so we were we were going there. It was a one-day con. I didn't even think they'd have a guest. And then Dorothy Fawn was in the corner, and I was like, oh, okay. So Is Dorothy Elias Fawn the new Tiffany Grant? I Maybe. I don't know. She's super nice. And, like, we had a really nice talk about some of the shows that she'd done in the past. For, and, the, for those uh, of you who don't understand my reference, Tiffany Grant... Who the voice actress Tiffany Grant was known to, for a very long time, has been known to do small events, even at like the height of her popularity, would like pretty much show up to any con willing to pay her ways because she wanted to help smaller events. 
So, yeah. Because she's a cool, cool, cool person. She is. but And that's why, like, so pretty much any con staffer across this country will tell you how great Tiffany Grant is. But, so I think, though, too, so that's Anime Recharge, dude. That's, that's Anime Recharge, the only other con I did. So, between that and Evercon, which was better? Well, I, we're going to vote for Evercon. I know. Because <laughs> we all were, it's the only one we were all at. Uh, it was, but it was fun. Evercon's recharge, always fun. Recharge is on the right path. I'm Although, tell, didn't you have I'm yet another hotel that. nightmare experience at Evercon this year? I did. This to be, is another to be clear, he did not stay in the official hotel for the con. He stayed no, at I the O'Connell Lodge across the parking mm-hmm. lot. In which, which for several years was very good to me, and then last year and this year was cartoonishly terrible. And I'm just saying, after the previous year's experience, why did you... I mean, I know that you're not the one because who booked the room this time. Because every other year was good. Look, sometimes you show up to a restaurant, and you've been there for, you know, several like, times... And they screw up your order once. You're not going to go, oh, well, I guess I'm never eating here again. Oh, you don't? I don't, no. Because, you know, like, had, there's a there's a restaurant there's a restaurant in there. town here I, I used to really like until they served my wife undercooked chicken, and we've never gone back. Okay, so I've never, okay. I haven't had, so that's, I, I've never had an experience that catastrophically bad. I, I think will. you've had experience, multiple experiences that catastrophically bad at that O'Connell Lodge, though. My experiences before <laughs> this year and last were excellent, so I don't know what happened. I'm just saying, if every meal before was great, it stops being great the moment you get raw chicken, just like it stops being great when there's someone already in your room. <laughs> Look, bro, it's been a weird year. Back <laughs> Back when I went to that Econo Lodge, evil was still on TV. Okay. So can't blame everything on the TV show Evil, but I'm going to try. It hasn't been canceled yet. Um, it has not. Much so, to my horror. Um, let's, uh, let's, let, so Evercon's clearly the winner. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a statement, and you guys can tell me whether or not you agree with this, but I believe the winner of the worst con should be any and all conventions that took place after the coronavirus pandemic began. Agreed. Agreed. Now, I literally re- wrote down for worst con any that didn't cancel for yeah. COVID. Yeah, and there's a yeah. bunch, and uh, we're there's not going to name bunch. any of them because we don't want to give any of them a lick of publicity. Nope. Um, but They can suck it. They happened there there were there were ones that happened all over the country from different con runners. So it's not just one there's no single person responsible for this shit show. Um but just a bunch of doofuses. Uh but uh yeah, no. It's not a great plan if you still ran an event this year. Don't do that. Yeah. Real talk. Don't do that. Uh-uh. It's a bad call. Yeah. 
I don't okay, feel like so... that needs to be explained, but I guess it needs to be explained. Don't do that. All right. So I'm going to just double check that I didn't miss something in our mailbag. And I don't think I did because I think that's just a message about sponsorship. Yep. There's no like weird long tirades from anyone telling us about what their favorite owl is, right? No, just someone asking if they can join our network with their podcast without giving me the name of their podcast or a link to it. Um, that's unusual. Not a good starting point. It no. is. Okay, so this is the tip. Like, if you're, like, we're very selective about the podcast to join the Nerd and Tie Network. Um, we want to make sure that we're compatible people, both, you know, and just in general, because we've got a, a general tone here at the network and a kind of a certain... You know, we, Je ne sais quoi. we want your ideals to line up with our ideals if we're going to be sharing a platform. Let's just put it that way. And so we don't ask for submissions or ask for people to join. Usually we look out, go out looking out and recruit the people we want to join. But that doesn't mean to say that I would that we would never consider someone, you know, randomly contacting us about their show. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say never. And I'll, I'll tell you, if someone sent me something along those lines i would 100 percent check it out at least yeah even if i mm -hmm. never contact you back about it or even if we never discuss the possible you know even if we never end up you know moving forward at all with it i can guarantee you that if you sent me a link to your show i would at least listen to an episode you know but in order for us to do that but don't make me have to ask you like, if you're going to try to cold call me, give me your pitch. Give me your elevator pitch. Give me a link to examples of your stuff. Do that. Because if you email me saying, hey, would you be interested? And I have to then ask you for it. I'm not going to ask you for it. Like Totally legit. You've taken up the time in my inbox already. Include the link. It's not hard. No. No, it's not. And then it gets to be my choice whether or not I go through. Because I am not putting in the... Okay. So, yeah, that <laughs> that's the only thing in the inbox. So, uh, no, we okay, didn't. Okay, cool. Um, and, of course, I had to think about next month's sponsorship. Um, but that's, you know, neither here nor there because that's next month. All right. So that brings us to the final part of our episode, then, which is the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. The Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. The last one of the year. The last one of 2020. Although I'll probably keep doing this book if nobody guesses it. So what the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge is, is that every month I read a line from a book. The challenge to you, our dear listeners, is to guess what book I am reading from. If you guess correctly, you get included in our Hall of Awesome. The benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, we put you on the Hall of Awesome page on our website, which is buried, but it's there. You can find it. Two, we read your name aloud every episode, like I will in a few moments. Three, um, I won't make fun of your hair. I don't know. 
always have a hard time coming up with third things. It's free. It's fun. It's a game. Let's play it. What more do you want from us, as always? I mean, they want everything. Anyways, so the crew members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimide, Zero, Rena Innocenti, Cheesy McDamu, Krista, Slytherin D, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Band, Corfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lily Soros, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shizuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. And I'm going to pick up this book. I'm going to open to a random page. And this is your line. His response was to tell us the following. Someone did it on purpose. If you know what book that's from, go to nerdandtie.com slash contact, fill out the formy form, and tell us. Or if you have any ideas, any thoughts, any things you want us to read aloud during our mailbag section of the episode, go there, click on the thing, tell us your thoughts, tell us your dreams, tell us your hopes, tell us uh, what you thought. Did we pick bad things? Are there terrible things we didn't select for the worst? Are there amazing things that qualify under our very strict weird conditions that we arbitrarily chose back in 2013 uh, that uh, we, <laughs> you know, get better? Do you have thoughts on the comics category that we skipped this year? You know, like... Please give us some thoughts. Give us your <laughs> thoughts. Pick your brain. Yes, Rummage through the thoughts. back drawers of Head your mind. Empty. Go to nerdtech.com slash contact or go to nerdtech.com and click on the contact button on the menu and uh, tell us and just, you know, it'll be a, it, it'll just be a thing between you and us. interaction. You know, also, you know, chime in on the Discord. We crave interaction. Nick, get Talk us at out us. of here. And as always, keep on sparking. In the free world. You have to do the outros. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was so... This, this, this is the most 2020 way to end this. You know that? As always, I'm Nick Azumi. I'm Trey Doran. <laughs> and remember, you can always support the show by sponsoring it. Uh, you can go to sponsor our shows on the nerdandtie.com website. Or if you want to contribute to our legal fund, you can go to gofamily.com slash nerd and tie and help, you know, help help there with with the, the lawsuit. Anyways, uh, remember, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcaster, TuneIn, and anywhere else that uh, podcasts are distributed and found across the Internet. And uh, there's an RSS feed, too. And remember, you can follow us on social media. We are at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. Um, and you should join our Discord where you can chat with all of us on like a daily basis. And there's an invite available at nerdandtie.com slash Discord that will redirect you to an invite to our Discord. And you can join in, talk to us, have some fun, and uh, meet some witches. I don't know. We we got a bunch of witches on on the Discord. Yeah, tons of witches. There's tons of witches. Um, we promise. Well, we can't promise that they won't turn your children into mice. Yes, we can. No one wants to deal with that. No one wants to go so through many. the work to do that. That seems hard. But you know, we're a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, and there are a bunch of other shows on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network that you should consider checking out. 
like uh, which one should I plug this month? Uh, cool and unusual punishments are doing an amazing series called Lugan Build, um, going through the uh, sordid tale of Joe Luganbill, a guy, a local Eau Claire politician who and manager of the uh, the head of chair of the Luganbill Children's Foundation, who uh, pretty much promised a bunch of stuff and then uh, disappeared. So that's a real fun story, and let me tell you. I know what the final. Uh, I know that the final episode, when it eventually comes out in the next month or two, uh, is going to reveal some stuff you won't find in the news anywhere else. So uh, definitely check that out. And you can find them at nerdandtie.com/slash cool and unusual punishment. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's. I'm probably forgetting something. Oh yeah, you can support us financially besides sponsoring. Uh, I got a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-E-G-O-R. And Nick's got a Patreon at patreon.com slash Nick Azumi. And Gen has Ocelot Dude designs you can buy really cool stuff from. On my Etsy store. Check it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, besides that, uh, glad you guys survived 2020 if you're listening to this. Um, and in your hopes, in your dreams, in the darkness at night, remember, we're out there. We're pulling for you. And we're right outside your bedroom window right now. Don't worry. This is normal. I'm putting window clings on it. None of this is weird. Watch Just go videos. back to sleep. Watch Nick's videos. Watch. Yeah. Watch. You know, the Nick Azumi show is also on the Nerd and Tie podcast network. You can find more at nerdandtie.com. And click on the Nikazumi show stuff under our shows. It's true. Keep on spocking. But a second time. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Nikazumi and subscribe. The Nikazumi show is technically not a podcast. It's technically a YouTube show. But it's, it's on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. So this makes it's it's good. It's good. It's right. None it's of this is weird. None of this is weird. Just go back None to sleep. This, just go with it. Go back sleep. to sleep. Go back, go back to sleep. Good night. Tuck your computer in. Oh, God. It's here. <laughs>